I'm Felicia. And I'm Ian. And we are the Paranormal Lovers. Hello, Paranormal Dudes, Dudettes, and Dudays. Welcome back to another episode of The Paranormal Lovers. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Episode 34. Our episodes are getting really close to my age now. It's kind of weird. Yep. All right. What did you love about this week? Uh, got rid of the beard. It's that a lot is. cooler. You did. You did. You look like 16 <laughs> again. Yep. You got one of those faces, like you ain't black, you ain't Asian, but man, when you shave, you look so damn young. To take half my age off. <laughs> Seriously, it's bananas. You asked me what I loved about this week, Bill. What did you like about this week, baby? Therapy. Yeah. I highly recommend if you've got mental issues and you have no one else to talk to, go to therapy. Yeah. Because holy shit, and I'm finally finally fucking getting assessed for adhd right like you know it's been like a year that i've been fighting trying to get some kind of diagnosis or something and everybody nobody wants to listen nobody wants to listen nobody wants to listen and i finally get a sister for a therapist Mm -hmm. and she's like you ever thought you might have adhd and i'm like (laughs) ma'am please holy shit please (laughs) so yes thankful to be back in therapy because sure this world sucks all right today we're gonna do a haunting oh boy and we're gonna go back over to tennessee nice now between 1817 and 1821 the bell family and the community of robertson county tennessee were haunted by an asshole of an entity hmm uh, commonly known as, I was going to say affectionately, and I'm like, nobody has affection for this bitch. Commonly known as the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch. The Bell Witch. That sounds familiar. Where do I know that from? I, you may have heard it on a podcast I listened to. You may have seen it on a show. It's a pretty common. I think oh, it was on a TV show. Yeah, probably. It's a, it's a fairly well-known account of a haunting or something. Sure. This entity would go on to talk, be able to affect the physical world, shape shift, and would seem to be able to be in more pl- would seem to be able to be in more than one place at a time. Hmm. Martin V. Ingram published a book in 1894 titled "Authenticated History of the Bell Witch." This is thought to be the first and most thorough retelling of the legend. Although, of course, many people are skeptical of the accounts of the activity and feel this book is just simply a work of fiction. Maybe. I struggle with people thinking this is a work of fiction because so many people were, like, a part of the activity. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't just the family or just a couple of people. Like, hundreds of people came to experience the activity that was going on at this house. Sure. So one day, John Bell Sr. was in his field when he saw a strange animal. At first, he thought it was a large black dog, but after looking closer at it, he realized that it was not any kind of dog he had ever seen. It had the body of a large dog, but the head of a rabbit. Spooky. Weird. Yeah. 
That would probably give me nightmares because my brain can't compute how that would mash together. Yeah, that's nightmare fuel. (laughs) Yeah. He fired off a shot and the creature took off. At dinner that night, the family heard knocking coming from outside of the house, but when they went to investigate the noise, they did not find anything outside. Hmm. Drew Bell, one of their sons, claimed to have seen a bird sitting on a fence. He thought it might be a turkey or perhaps a really large raven. But when he went to approach the bird, it took off in flight, and he said that it was of an extraordinary extraordinary size. Extraordinary. Since, of course, people like to claim the events that happened for these four years was on an Indian burial ground because white people. Right. Kind of made me think of the Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he saw a Thunderbird sitting on his fence. Sure. One of their daughters, Betsy, who would end up getting some of the worst treatment from this entity, claimed to see a girl in a green dress swinging from an old oak tree on their property. I could not figure out if she was, like, playfully swinging from a branch or if she was hanging from a noose. Right. But that's that. Now, Dean, poor guy, Dean was an enslaved person that lived with the Bell family. Most evenings, he would travel down the road to see his wife, who was enslaved to a neighboring family. I hate talking about this shit. Legend has it that Dean soon began seeing a large black dog following whenever he would go visit his wife. She, his wife, made him a witch's ball, a a protective hoodoo charm. But legend has it that the dog witch confronted him on one night about it. When he pulled it out of his pocket, it burst into flames. Mm. The activity did not confine itself outside of their home for long. The knocking started more often, sometimes on the windows and doors, and sometimes seeming to come from within the walls. The family started hearing chewing in the house that sounded like rats gnawing on the legs of the children's beds. Nope. (laughs) Nope. The sounds of breaking glass, dogs fighting, and chains being dragged across the floor were soon to follow. Could you imagine <laughs> hearing what you think is a fucking dog fight right. in your house when you ain't got no motherfucking dogs? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, what the hell? Which it also makes me wonder if it was dogs fighting or more like the sound of like dogs chasing something. Because hmm. you know how like hunting dogs and stuff, they can get like real riled up. Right. When they've caught a scent. Well, that, like, residual energy, like, of an event that had happened. Yeah. And, I mean, this was the 1800s. Slavery was still a thing. Yeah. So, like, chains and, like, dogs, like, barking. That, yeah. That, like, tells me, like, maybe a residual of, like, somebody, somebody hunting something. Or somebody. Or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, The house would at times shake violently, and before long, the kids would have their blankets and pillows ripped from their beds. See, I've seen ghost, like, video, like, I watched a hell of YouTube, and there's been a lot of, like, videos of, like, doors just, like, yeah, like that, and I'm like, nope, it would freak me out, I would be gone. Yeah. Like... There's no way. (laughs) And soon, the poor children would begin getting scratched and having their hair pulled by unseen forces. 
I'm telling you right now. Sounds like a demon. Any entity wants to come after my child? Those demons mostly scratch, right? I will burn them to the fucking ground. Don't come after my kid. Come after me. Do not come after my child. Which these people had like, I don't know, like seven or eight kids. Had a lot of damn kids. The daughter Betsy. That's most people back then. Yeah, they did. Because, like, what the fuck else were you going to do? It's not like you had, like, TV or social media or anything like that. And then, you know, you got to have all them kids to work the damn fields. Yep. Especially if you can only afford one enslaved person. Mm Mm-hmm. The daughter, Betsy, seemed to be one of the entity's two main targets. She would be pinched and slapped so hard she would have visible red marks and welts on her face and body. She would also be pricked with needles. Hmm. Like, I don't know what the issue with Betsy was. To add another layer to the shit show, the entity began to speak in a disembodied voice. It started as grunts and moans, but before long, they would be speaking in full sentences. At first, they seemed kind and curious. They would ask questions and sometimes even quote scripture from the Bible. When asked who they were and why they were there, they were told many different reasons. Everything from, of course, the land being a sacred burial ground, to having been murdered on the land and a tooth being under their house, to being a curse that was put on the family by a neighbor lady named Kate. Kate Hmm. was actually a relative to the family, but they seemed to have like some issues. Right. So they didn't really get along. And Kate is the name that stuck for this entity and would be the one that would res- it would respond to. Hmm. And before they knew it, she got mean. Er. <laughs> How do you get meaner than all that stuff? <laughs> the other family member who was a large target was John Sr. She would hurl insults at him, call him Old Jack, and said that she was there to kill him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't treat the enslaved people any better either. She would verbally assault them and throw racial slurs at them. She did not confine herself to the Bell's property. It would seem that she traveled all over the county and would come back to gossip about what everyone was doing. The best example of this was the time when she was able to recite word for word two different sermons that took place at the same time 13 miles apart. See, that sounds like a witch. It does sound like a witch. Or a demon. Or a demon. Because demons be doing shit like that. Yeah, they travel. Yep. As Betsy got older, she became engaged to Joshua Garner. For some reason, this enraged Kate. And she did not want these two to get married and made her feelings known by heaping even more abuse on Betsy. In the end, Betsy ended up calling off her engagement, hoping to end the abuse. Now, there's some theories, and of course, it's not been, like, validated, and there's really no proof of it. But one of the theories about this was that it was caused by a teacher that Betsy had, mm-hmm. who was, like, in his 30s, and allegedly when she became engaged to Joshua Gardner, he was, like, pissed off about it because he was, like, obsessed with her. Keep in mind, she's a child. He's her fucking middle-aged teacher. Right. So some people think that he had something to do with it. But, again, good luck finding proof and evidence of that in the early 1800s. Right. 
So back to John, Kate would cuss him, yell threats at him, and it was thought that she caused him to have migraines, fatigue, and seizures. Hmm. They went to a friend, James Johnston, who came to spend some time in their home to experience the activity firsthand. He was awoken in the middle of the night due to the same activity that the family had been experiencing. His son came over and decided to do a little test, so he asked Kate if she knew what his grandmother, who lived in North Carolina, would say to her enslaved people if she thought they did something wrong. And sure enough, Kate repeated it word for word what his grandmother would say in his grandmother's accent. Hmm. So I guess she didn't just uh, keep herself confined to Tennessee. Right. According to the Tennessee State Library and Archives, Andrew Bathsalts Jackson, thank you, Bailey, for that name. Uh, Bathsalts. Well, when she did her <laughs> um, Andrew Jackson episode on dark history, she was like, have you gotten seen pictures of him when he got older? Because he looks like he was on some bath salts. <laughs> so she just calls him Andrew Bathsalt Jackson, and I like it. So I threw that in there. <laughs> Thanks, Bailey. Um, Andrew like Bathsalt Jackson. Like he's on Flocka. <laughs> yes. He was just a general at the time, had heard activity, had heard of the activity, and decided he wanted to stop by for a visit. When Jackson and his group got onto the Bell's property, before they even got to the house, they got rolled onto their property. One of their wagons became stuck. Hmm. Would not move. No matter what they did, they couldn't get it to roll. In frustration, Jackson exclaimed that it must be the work of the witch. And legend states that the entity then said, quote, All right, General, let the wagon move on. I'll see you again tonight. End quote. Hmm. I'm scrolling. Man, what it would be like to like travel by wagon like that? Uh, boring. Crazy. I would think. Yeah, and, like, probably. A really long fucking journey. <laughs> yeah. Like, a really which, and to think like Jackson, he was a general in a war. Like, he would fight and stuff, so he wasn't just, like, going from, like, one town to the next. He was traveling all over the country. I mean, I guess you could, like, kick back back there and sleep. Yeah, I mean, your options would be, like, sleep, read a book, talk to somebody, mm-hmm. draw a picture. Like, right. It's not like you got a tablet you can, like, look on or your phone you can doom scroll Instagram or anything, so. Right. Yeah, it would be... And it would take you, like, our five-hour trips to the beach would take, like, two or three days. Days. Yeah. Mm. That night, one of Jackson's men claimed to be a witch hunter with a silver bullet that could kill any entity. And as soon as he said that, he started jumping around and flailing. He began proclaiming that he was being beaten and pricked with needles. Huh. Jackson's men begged to leave that night, but Jackson made them spend at least one night there. And there's really not much more about what happened while they were there. It is said, though, that the next day he was seen fleeing from the property and allegedly exclaimed, quote, I would rather fight the British in New Orleans than to fight the Bell Witch, end quote. Dang. Yeah. And Jackson was like a straight asshole, too. Sure. Like, 
he did some really shitty, shady stuff, and... Most of them generals were, like, pretty hard asses. They really were, and, like, the shit he did to, like, indigenous people and stuff... Yeah. I'm surprised he's scared of a little witch. Right. You know? It's probably why. (laughs) Right. Now, although Cape heaped so much abuse on various members of the family, she seemed to have a soft spot for the matriarch Lucy. She would compliment Lucy for how kind she was to people. She would sing songs to her. And when Lucy became down with an illness that everyone thought would kill her, Kate began dropping nuts and fruits onto her bed for her to eat. Like, out of the sky. Like, out of thin air. Hmm. She would throw, I think it was hazelnuts and grapes on her bed. And Lucy ate them. And within a few days, Lucy recovered from whatever illness was plaguing her. Wow. Lucy was the only person in this family that Kate liked. Yeah. The only person she showed any kindness to. So the ghost or witch liked that person. Yeah, she liked Lucy the mom. Hmm. Which, like, I don't know, maybe it's because a woman had a fuck ton of kids or something. Right. And she just really didn't like her husband. I don't I don't know, but she was really, really kind to Lucy. Hmm. I'm pretty sure Lucy didn't give a fuck, though, because, like, you know, she was threatening to kill her husband and attacking her poor children. Right. So, who knows? Now, on December 19th, 1820, John Bell fell into a coma. This this part's so fucked. The family called on his doctor to make a house call. Damn, I wish we could still do that. Yeah. While he was there, they found a vial of dark liquid and no one knew where it came from. And it was only about half full. To test it, John Jr. gave one drop of the liquid liquid to one of the family cats who immediately dropped dead. Hmm. The witch exclaimed, quote, It is useless for you try for you to try to revive old Jack. I've got him this time. He will never get up from that bed again. End quote. <laughs> when pressed further, she said, quote, I put it there, gave old Jack a big dose out of it last night when he was asleep, which fixed him. End quote. Wow. Yeah, this bitch really did not like John Jr. Poisoned him. Or John Sr. John Jr., in frustration, threw the vial into the fire, which exploded into a large cloud of either blue or purple smoke. Depends on who you ask. Nice. Some sources say he actually, like, threw it on the ground and it was like, I don't Hmm. know. But John Bell Sr. died the next day. Wow. She killed him. Yeah. Maybe. After that, she disappeared for seven years, as she told Lucy she would. She came back a few times, but never at the same level she was the first time. Either because people just didn't give her the time of day, or she didn't hate everyone else as much. Right. I don't know. Legend states that she even made prophecies about wars and world events that actually came true Hmm. and her one of her prophecies is that the world's gonna end in fire i mean that's a good one (laughs) and when i like i think i listened i re-listened to morbid after i did my notes to see if there was like anything i really missed and i was like 
She's not far off. No. (laughs) (laughs) The way things are looking right now. And I was listening to Carl Sagan last night from like 1985 Mm -hmm. doing a speech to Congress about climate change. Oh my God. Like, like, we knew this in 1985, people. Come on. I mean, they've known about it since like the 50s. Yeah. For 70 years, they've known that the shit we're doing is accelerating the cycle yeah. of climate. Because, I mean, the climate goes in cycles. Everybody knows that. You have, like, dark ages, ice ages, stuff like that. Yeah. It happens. But people can't just sit there and say, well, it's just the way the climate goes. It's yeah. just what happened. It's like, yeah, but it should take a lot longer for it to go the way it is. But with our industry... Well, he was talking about uh, the balance of it all. Yeah. And... Uh, and he, he also brought up uh, Venus. He's like, Venus should have the same climate Earth does, but its atmosphere is made up of almost solid carbon dioxide instead of oxygen. Yeah. So it makes the air temperature like 400 degrees Celsius. Shoo. You know? That's crazy. Even though it has like these super heated or super clouds, like it has dense clouds, but like yeah. it's still 400 degrees on the surface. Maybe they should try planting some trees. I mean, that's what my dad said the other day. I'm like, we should just plant trees. That's what people, that's what you got to do. You plant trees. I'm yeah. like, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Old people are funny. Uh, uh, let's see. She claimed she would return again in 107 years, but there are no reports that she ever showed up in 1935. Right. In entertainment today, some people believe the Blair Witch Project was based off of these accounts, although that's, that's never been confirmed. That's what I was going to ask earlier if the Bell Witch was uh, based on it. Or the Blair Witch was based on the Bell Witch. Yep. Some people think so, but no one's ever actually said, like, yeah, that's what it's based off of. Right. And I don't even, I watched it like once and I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> That part where she's like in the camera and like she's got stuff dribbling out of her nose. And I mean, like, uh-huh. when I first watched Jesus. it, I was like alone in a theater, like on so many drugs and like, because <laughs> <laughs> I was a teenager and uh, right, it was spooky to me. But I was on many drugs that night, so right. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel when I went to see. I think it was the Messengers in theater, and I was like stoned off my ass. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was hilarious. Right. Like, I remember just <laughs> laughing through the whole movie. And then I watched it later when I was sober, and I was like, this shit ain't funny. This isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't now, as an old, like, pushing 40-year-old adult, I can't watch scary movies, for one, at night, two, by myself, or three, high, because the nightmares I will have, no fucking thank you. Like when I first seen the Blair Witch, it was uh, it was in the art theater in Asheville, so it was super weird because it was like a small little, it just looked like a you know a room, yeah, and uh, and they had it playing on a projector, and so it was like really really strange, even spookier. It I feel ma- like yeah, it kind of made it even spookier because yeah. like. I want to say they left the lights on, so like we were all sitting around looking at each other, like, is this a real movie or? 
Because nobody knew back then that it wasn't, it was just They fake, didn't know what, like, found you know? footage movies were. They didn't know what found footage movies were. So yeah. It, I don't know. Uh, there are several movies and documentaries that are based off of these accounts. Um, a lot of them are, like, The Bell Witch. They have The Bell Witch in the title. Um, I might have seen a documentary on it. The most well-known would probably be An American Haunting that came out in 2005. Oh, okay. It is based off of The Bell Witch. Um, And I believe the podcast Paranormal Misfit, I -hmm. believe Chrissy did an episode on it two or three weeks ago. Nice. So I would advise you guys go check out her. She's a lady from Florida that does cryptids and hauntings and she does like movie reviews and stuff sweet so it's really fun to listen to her but that my friends blah is the haunting of the bell witch and now i feel like i need to go spray myself down with some florida water because <laughs> you know i don't like doing hauntings and stuff i'm always afraid i'm gonna like attract something right Although, then again, we got the ancestors out there, so I don't think anything could get in if it wanted to. It's true. Nana. <laughs> Nana and my grandma and my mother. Dear That's God. True. <laughs> like, you never got to meet my mama, but trust me, I can't see shit getting past my mama. Right. Mm-mm. She was five foot two and a tiny woman, but boy, you didn't fuck with her. It's a fireball, huh? She was. I mean, yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on Instagram at The Paranormal Lovers. You can find our videos on YouTube at The Paranormal Lovers as well. Um, You can send us an email at theparanormallovers at yahoo.com for a suggestion to bitch and gripe. Um, Just to say hi, anything. Just send us a damn email, man. Uh, Still hoping to get some personal stories so we could do some paranormal personals. That'd be real fun. We got to get up with uh, Joseph Gabriel to do a hey guys do a collab too. Hey guys, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'll be real fun, and we'll keep you guys updated on when we get that going. There's get a the, few other get the timings down. <laughs> there's a few other people that have uh, reached out about doing some collaborations mm-hmm. as well. So definitely have to get those on the ball. We uh, we just now got a. Um, a new a stream insert, like a new stream Yeah, a new video recorder. So we'll see how it works out. It yeah. seems like it, it's a little easier than Zoom. So Yeah, it does. Oh, shoot. Excuse me. Also, cheaper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We're team uh, cheap mod. So. <laughs> yeah. We're, we, we like to do stuff cheaper because, you know, when you grow up poor, even when you have money, it's hard to kind of get out of that mentality. Yep. Say so we're we're comfortable now, yep, I would say. For sure. Alright, guys. Uh you can also go over to our website, theparanormallovers.com. Yeah, we got a cool website. And check out we don't have a lot on there, but there's stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Stuff stuff. Alright, guys. Well thank you for joining us this week and we hope you have a good one and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.